up everyone you are now listening to another episode of full drop podcast a podcast where i your host give you the drop on everything local and abroad whether that's sneakers clothing music and much much more thanks for tuning in to another episode of full drop podcast on today's episode we have a very very special guest he is an artist that does some crazy artwork i've never seen before and his techniques and way of expressing himself are truly amazing i actually met Met him at a local show we had here called The Move and bought some pieces from him and I actually have them uh, you know hanging up here in the studio and the workspace and uh, let me tell you I've never had so many people swipe up and ask me where I have gotten you know the artwork that I posted because I did post it up on Instagram and um, I had to get some more pieces from I actually even while recording this I want to get some more pieces from because I truly truly love his artwork so please welcome our very special guest at this time Damon Lapom. All right, guys, so we are here with our very, very special guest at this time. Introduce yourself. Who do we have here today? Uh, my name is Damon LaPalm. Uh, I'm an artist here based in Des Moines, Iowa. Uh, thanks for having me on. Man. Yeah, for sure. As soon as I saw your art at the move, I had to have you on here. And you can see already I already have your work framed yeah, up man. as well. That's awesome. Um, so I really like your art. I did want to um, kind of get to know you a lot more. And, mm-hmm. you know, how you grew up. Um, you said you were from Iowa, from Des Moines. Is, th- is that where you, you are from now? or that's Yeah, know? that's where I, I currently live in Des Moines. Yeah. Been here about nine years. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was born in Chicago. And uh, when I was roughly eight years old, I mm-hmm. moved to L.A. Yeah. over in Santa Monica. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, I grew up in Santa Monica, West Coast. And um, when I had my daughter and got married uh we moved to des moines des moines yeah. so you kind of been from chicago to la which are different worlds and yeah. in iowa yeah way different how was it growing up in chicago at first uh it was it was cool i mean i was pretty young mm-hmm. you know i was born there um it was just me and my dad uh my my mom and dad split when i was really young mm-hmm. and uh so it was just me and him struggling a little bit, and all my family, you know, lived on the West Coast. That's where they grew up too. Mm-hmm. So we headed over there when I was pretty young. Uh, so a lot of my memories are mostly, mostly in Santa Monica. Mostly in Santa Monica. Yeah. How was it um, then growing up, kind of, and uh, because you were still kind of going through it, you said in mm-hmm. Chicago, mm-hmm. switching to California. How was that culture shock? Uh, yeah. Yeah, um, I mean, the first obvious one was weather. Yeah. Right. So it's sunshine pretty much ninety percent of the year. Yeah. Um, which was cool. Being right up the street from the beach was mm-hmm. awesome. But you know, like any kid who moves, the whole transition of making new friends, going to a new school, 
that occupied most of my mind yeah for sure because um, I, I wasn't a super social kid growing mm-hmm. up so the prospect of having to kind of redo all that again yeah. was like oh god yeah i wasn't fucking ready for it yeah <laughs> that's usually how it is because I've, I've been in the same position where i had to move um did you kind of see it as a bad way like looking back at it now um or how would you view that now? no i mean it was yeah so it was definitely a positive thing mm-hmm. um because again in Chicago it was just me and my dad yeah and my mom just kind of vanished when Mm -hmm. I was three um so moving to California it wasn't just you know new culture new people new everything Mm -hmm. but we got to be around family Mm -hmm. my my dad has three brothers Mm -hmm. they were all mostly married at the time my cousins were over there Mm -hmm. so being able to go from just two people in a small apartment in Chicago to you know a weird janky bohemian house in LA with eight people Mm -hmm. was it was kind of cool and I hated it at the time because we hate things as kids but looking back on it it was it was a really cool place to grow up yeah, I feel you. It usually is when you get a lot older. Mm-hmm. Like, ah, oh, man, I wish I could go back and just experience some of those times with family. Yeah, yeah. Well, and just being appreciative of, of where I was at. Yeah. You know, it was, it, again, it was kind of a, a janky little house on Urban Avenue right off of Pico, which is a major street in, in Santa Monica. <clears throat> and, you know, we're surrounded by million you know million and a half dollar houses Mm -hmm. so you know i I don't know it's just a weird um weird thing to to be surrounded by that much wealth not necessarily have it yourself Mm -hmm. but but be around it and definitely didn't appreciate it for what it was Mm -hmm. when i was there yeah that's always true um, what inspired you to create? Have you always been into art or was there certain things that you saw as a kid when you were growing up that kind of inspired you to create? Yeah, so I've definitely been drawing for as long as I can remember. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I hate to kind of do the cliche sort of it was a coping me- mechanism for yeah you know, divorced household and and all that stuff. But it definitely was. Mm -hmm. I was able to, you know, dive into my imagination instead of dealing with whatever weird, messed up, Mm -hmm. fucked up reality I was actually in. Yeah. Um, So a way for you to cope then? Yeah, in the beginning. And Mm -hmm. then I just, I kept doing it. And, you know, I would take breaks throughout the years. And, uh... I just kept coming back to it because every time I'd stop, it would there would be <laughs> emotional problems or yeah. some sort of uh, issue that would happen, and it would be solved by me doing art again. Yeah, was there a certain person or artist or maybe something that you saw on TV or maybe just somewhere that you got like click like yo, I really want to inspire like create this. Yeah, so. I've definitely been following a lot of artists um, for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, 
you know, I mean, we talked about it a little earlier, you know, I, I grew up liking anime mm-hmm. and, you know, still kind of getting back into it a little bit because I guess it's cool again. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, you know, a lot of Japanese culture that I was inspired by, um, there's a particular um, amount of art that you're exposed to mm-hmm. when you're living in L.A. because mm-hmm. everybody wants to be somebody there. Yeah. Um, so I remember there was a store, this was in high school mostly, called Kid Robot. <laughs> and I think they're still around, but I think they're online only. I want to say yeah. I've heard of it, yeah. But they, they're, they were one of the, pi- I feel like they were one of the pioneers in the whole collectible art market where, mm-hmm. where these big name artists would make toys that were collectibles and you know there would be 50 releases worldwide or whatever. Mm-hmm. And there was a store, a Kid Robot store, on the Third Street Promenade, at like OG Third Street Promenade, not the new shit. Yeah, <laughs> it is what I, it's just pure clothing stores now. Mm-hmm. Um, but there used to be this place called Kid Robot right next to the original Puzzle Zoo. Mm-hmm. To any West Coasters listening, they might know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Anyway, uh, you know they'd have buff monster stuff they'd have you know this was year, you know more than a decade ago before Billie Eilish was alive mm-hmm. and was you know digging on Takashi Murakami you know yeah. this guy yeah. like he was doing like original stuff so that's Murakami is one of my favorite artists I've been following mm-hmm. since I saw his stuff at LACMA mm-hmm. you know LA Contemporary Museum of Art gosh 15-20 years ago yeah so he's He's probably the most influential person on my art. That whole psychedelic, bold colors, mm-hmm. minimal shading, mm-hmm. craziness. Uh, yeah, that's that's my jam for yeah, sure. I love that, man. Was painting the first thing that you've dived into when you said you were kind of coping with with stuff that was going around? Was painting the first thing that you went to as far as like creating? No. So, I mean, that's a fun, that's a funny story. Um, I mostly did illustrating, mm-hmm. drawing, mm-hmm. and a lot of black and white stuff. Yeah. Um, you know, we all had our our spiral notebooks in school that we would doodle on. So, you know, I'd spend time in class. I was a pretty decent student. Mm-hmm. I didn't have to study that much. I was, I was that kid who was just, I hate to say it, but just inherently understood what was going on. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if I applied myself more, I probably could have done way better in school. Yeah. Um, but I just kind of drew and I do full page sketches and then not study for the math test and mm-hmm. get like a B minus or whatever and be yeah. cool with that. So I originally did illustrations. I, um, I think around 15 is when I started using Prismacolors, mm-hmm. which is what I used on on that piece you got hanging up there Uh, and that opened up a whole plethora of color and color work instead of just strictly black and white with you know micron pens Mm -hmm. and then um, I was I got married when I was 22 Mm -hmm. yeah I was 22 when I got married and I remember um, I was drawing I had some of those style illustrations um at my ex-wife's place Mm -hmm. and she kind of told me to (laughs) um 
get a chair, mm-hmm. stand up on it, and just kind of get a new perspective. Yeah. And so I did that, and I stood up on the chair and looked down at these illustrations, and from that height, it, they seemed really small. Yeah. Right? So from there, I think I literally drove to the art store, got some big canvases, and was like, all right, I'm going to start painting. And yeah. That's that's where that began. Nice. So it was more like you kind of saw a new, like you said, a new perspective and kind of went yeah. that way. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's that's kind of <laughs> my motivation is in life is to yeah. try and just get a different perspective and, and widen your vision a little bit. Yeah. For those who have never seen your artwork, how would you explain it if you could? Ah, uh, <laughs> huh. You know, I've had a lot of people asked me that recently Mm -hmm. and I never I've had um, several people describe it to me yeah uh, because I've asked them what they think it is in different ways Mm -hmm. and it has not helped me so um, psychedelic color play Mm -hmm. I try to not really have uh, a focal point so I try and move the eye around continuously yeah um instead of you know you can focus on a certain spot of the piece but uh, i try and make it very difficult for your eye not to continuously wander mm-hmm. um so i i try and do that so there's some psychedelic elements there's some abstraction in a lot of my paintings mm-hmm. um yeah <laughs> yeah when i first saw it it just it would always, and I, I told my wife this too, it just reminded me of like just feelings. Yeah, kind of that's like, awesome. Yeah, just like you look at it and there's so many feelings that. Uh, cool, man. Yeah, that, that kind of. That's comes awesome. Yeah, especially that piece in particular. Yeah, um, yeah I'll, I'll generally have a theme mm-hmm. or a central um, illustration or a central sort of thing. And, mm-hmm. and I try and make it super broad. And, yeah. and it could even be something that just popped into my head that I thought would look cool mm-hmm. or my kids will tell me something interesting. Yeah. You know, um, and then I try and surround it with something. So with that piece, it was movement. My, mm-hmm. my ex-wife used to be a dancer, so I wanted to have as much movement and mm-hmm. body language as possible and yeah. then kind of surround it from there. That was the next question I was going to ask you because there's a lot of artists that they either have a point, a, like a focal point where they want to mm-hmm. kind of go. And then there's other artists that I know that are just like, yo, I just freehand this. Like, this is just what mm-hmm. comes to mind. Would you say most of your art, you have a certain goal you want to reach with it? Like a look or kind of maybe a mood or is it just whatever comes out? Yeah, I would say a little bit of column A and a little bit of, <clears throat> of column B. Mm-hmm. What I tend to do is I'll, I'll tend to have a focal point mm-hmm. and my goal is to try and blur it mm-hmm. as much as possible um, to kind of make whatever piece that I'm doing a little more active with the viewer. Yeah. Right. People are always asking, what does it mean? What is, what is the motivation what is this and to me the the coolest part of art is me not telling you yeah right that's true and that seems like a cop-out like okay maybe i don't know what i'm talking about but Mm. you know i just i just finished a fairly large piece um 
recently where I, uh, I would almost do an entire painting over this very large canvas mm -hmm. over the previous painting. And yeah. I just kept layering and over and over and over again. And by the end of it, it was just complete fucking insanity. Yeah. I mean, I didn't even know what was going on. But as I looked at it more, stuff started um, popping out to mm -hmm. me, and, and themes started popping out. So I don't know. It, it's a little. It's a little bit of a, a give and take for me. Mm -hmm. the, the whole process. Um, I I think um, ideas kind of come from somewhere else. Yeah. And as as artists, right, we we're the translation of that idea mm -hmm. and we've all had ideas and then not acted on them and then seen someone else somewhere else, you know yeah. like oh my god i had that same fucking idea yep. well that's because that idea exists you just didn't do anything about yeah. it so do you think it's important then to with any type of like with art especially or whether people do something else that they're into um, you think that they need to act on their ideas that they have instead of just kind of let them wander and be like, oh, I'll, you know, I'll get to it. Um, I think, I think it's all a part of the process, right? Mm -hmm. If you act on every idea, there's bad ideas. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> there's just bad ideas. There's yeah. bad ideas for paintings or shoes or whatever it is you're doing. Yeah. There's just bad ideas. So mm -hmm. if you act on every one, you definitely need a... You need a filter a little bit, yeah. But I would argue that kind of going no holds barred and and just trying new things mm -hmm. is way way more productive than second guessing yourself. Yeah. So. That's true. Yeah. Some of their art, especially like the one that I grabbed, it looks like their heads are like TVs. Yep. I'm sure. Yeah. Is that where you were trying to go for? Yep. Yeah. Why? Why did you choose that for the heads? You know, <laughs> I've never seen that before. Uh, that's yeah. I did. I had someone else. I hate to say this again, but I had someone else ask me that same question. Yeah. And I don't, I, I can't for the life of me remember why I did it. I, I mean, I could sit here and make something up mm -hmm. and have it sound legit, legit yeah. right? Yeah. But the fact is, is I've been drawing those characters for so long. Mm -hmm. I don't even remember. I mean, I've been doing those since Spiral Notebook in yeah. pen mm -hmm. when I was 14. So, mm -hmm. you know, 15 plus years. Yeah. I don't remember where it came from, man. I have no idea. Yeah. Um, I, I think that is cool though that because you you know you, I'm sure you've seen a lot of artwork that people just they'll just oh it's just a simple head or something mm -hmm. right but I feel like that and especially the way you layered it as well and you have the um, the the what is it the the backing from it mm -hmm. it just I don't know it just spoke to me that's why I really like that piece yeah, thanks man so, I appreciate it yeah, yeah it's really it's really fun. Um, I used to go here mm -hmm. um, when I was doing more illustrations and you're kind of motivating me to, I haven't done an illustration in a long time, mm -hmm. like a physical illustration. Yeah. Um, you're kind of motivating me to, to do a couple more soon. Um, so I've, I've just been doing painting mm -hmm. uh, and digital work. Um, but I used to go to Caribou up on Ingersoll. Oh, yeah. And it would just be so funny to, for me to have you know that thing out mm -hmm. a, a binder and paper and 
my exacto knife and scraps of paper and markers all over the table and people would be looking at me like what the fuck is this yeah. guy doing what is this insane person doing in this coffee shop and then they'd come over and they'd be like oh shit like cool yeah and we'd get to talking or, or whatever so mm -hmm. yeah i i like that process and, it, and it's I, I appreciate it yeah that that you, you like it yeah because i didn't realize how you did that one obviously i had to take it out of the mm -hmm. um the sleeve and then i was looking at it, i was like whoa like this is a lot more than what someone thinks it is mm -hmm. when they first look at it yeah so i think that's that's really good yeah. um yeah i'm not the most so i'm not the most technically skilled illustrator mm -hmm. and and i think that's another important thing is for people to recognize it and accept their own weaknesses mm -hmm. right so my complexity lies in not not the actual physical illustration mm -hmm. but the composition and how i actually physically go about doing it yeah i like that yeah. a lot yeah what's been the toughest thing to learn so far when you got into art that you kind of know now oh man um Well, I mean, besides the financial aspect of it, mm -hmm. because that's just kind of boring. I yeah. mean, the whole being a starving artist mm -hmm. is so cliche, but I'm finding it to be more true yeah. than, well, that's than I something, thought. Yeah, I think that's something that a lot of people don't talk about. Yeah. To well, a certain point. Yeah, it went from, it's so weird, it went from being <laughs> a badge of honor, mm -hmm. right, for however long. Mm -hmm being a starving artist that was something cool mm -hmm. to like very hush hush and then all these artists blew up and mm -hmm. made a grip of money yeah and then now it's like this this next wave of artists where there's a lot of struggling mm -hmm. especially over the past couple years and instead of embracing it that like a lot of people are ashamed of it mm -hmm. right they're like oh you yeah, know, I don't. I'm not. I'm not driving a nice car. I'm not doing this. Mm -hmm. It's like whatever, man. Do you think that that comes a lot because of social media, though? Because I feel oh, like absolutely. Yeah, I feel like a lot of times now, instead of people, I don't know how to explain it because I've struggled before, mm -hmm. and I didn't hold any of that back when I'm coming up and people ask me, "Yo, like, what do you do now? Is this what you do? Like, you even asked me, is this what you do full time?" And I've always told people the truth, not mm -hmm. because I think that like. Well, obviously, it's I, I'm just a truthful person. I'd rather tell someone straight up, like, yeah. hey, the truth. But I feel like it kind of helps build who you are. Oh, so absolutely. I feel like if these artists could, and they should, obviously, like, say, hey, you know, I'm struggling right now. But whenever it comes, like, they'll have a point where they blow up. It'll actually help them even more with the whole mm -hmm. story. Mm -hmm. You agree in that part? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Asking, I mean, that, I think that goes for anything in life. Mm -hmm. Asking for help is is it way hard yeah. for for me i'm a very prideful person i'd mm -hmm. rather sit in my room suffering than anything else but how much of that plays to the cliche of being a starving struggling artist mm -hmm. right who's damaged or, or whatever the fuck you want to call it yeah so uh, the thing about social media is everybody's comparing themselves to other people mm -hmm. so you just you just be who you are and that's ultimately what matters yeah because a, a lot of people are doing this sort of stuff because they're passionate about it sure but their ultimate goal is to like hey i want to i want to make a bunch of money mm -hmm. or i want people to know me or i want this or that 
sort of status, mm-hmm. right? And for me, my motivation has always been I want to motivate someone else to do art. Yeah. Like I want a kid to read about me in a textbook, not because mm-hmm. I made a bunch of money doing art and sold it to some to Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. to put in his house in Malibu. I mean, that would be dope as yeah. fuck, but you know, I'd rather be some little footnote in a textbook mm-hmm. that some high school kid reads about and is like, oh shit, maybe I'll draw. Yeah. Like, yeah, Inspiring. that's way dope <laughs> yeah. to me. True. Um, some artists like to listen to music while they, you know, kind of get inspired in paintings. Mm-hmm. All right, what do you do when you when you begin on a painting? Or oh, even absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely music. Who are you listening to? Oh man. Uh anything but country. Anything but country? You don't like country? Not a country fan. I mean I'll I'll crank some Johnny Cash every once yeah. in a while. But I think Johnny Cash gets uh, the yeah. uh, yeah, he gets a pass. Yeah, that's me. the only thing that he'll He's get. a little more yeah. rock than anything else. Yeah. But, yeah, I listen to a lot of electronic, a lot of hip-hop, a lot mm-hmm. of, like, <laughs> underground West Coast hip-hop. You knew that came because you grew up uh, yeah, over there? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I was a skater kid in L.A., so mm-hmm. I grew up skating and, and listening to punk and hip-hop and graffiti and, and all that shit. Yeah. That was my my jam and I mean that's why I'm trying to bring as many murals as I can uh over here yeah I was gonna ask you that too did you ever go and like spray paint or yeah all the yeah, time all the time yeah nice yeah I got spray paint in the back of my car right now nice. yeah <laughs> yeah I got so um yeah I do I've done a few murals around downtown mm-hmm. um, one kitty corner uh, the cave DSM yeah. it's kitty corner from exile I did that one uh, what's a uh, friend helped me out a little bit uh, Jacob Cooperman helped mm-hmm. me out on that one a bit uh, me and him also did the 87 central uh, octopus oh nice yeah that was really fun and, uh, a couple of the people who work at 87 central helped out with that as well nice and then the downtown YMCA public housing center, something like that. Yeah. Um, off off ML, MLK. MLK, yeah. Yeah, so that, that hand that's painted on the wall, yeah, yeah that was me. Nice, nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so I've done a few of those, and, and I do a lot of these things I call uh, just like pop-up murals, mm-hmm. right? I hike in the middle of the woods, so shout out to any of the bike trail people yeah. <laughs> in, in Greenwood or Denman's trail who've seen my shit just pop up out of nowhere. I, I get this uh, biodegradable plastic wrap and I mm-hmm. wrap it between two trees mm-hmm. and it makes a wall and then I, I paint some stuff on there nice. and just leave it. And yeah, never gotten, haven't gotten arrested yet. Yeah. That's <laughs> sick though that you do stuff like that though because I, yeah. think, I think there's, it comes to a certain point where you're like, okay, how many times have I painted on canvas already? Mm-hmm. I just want to go out and just have my art be out there. Yeah, yeah. And what's really cool about these pop-ups that I do is beyond the fact that I don't know anybody besides some, like, I think he's Russian mm-hmm. YouTuber who does them. Yeah. I don't know anybody else who does them. Yeah. Um, consistently. Mm-hmm. I know a couple people who've done maybe one, mm-hmm. right? So it's definitely that... That's my new release. That's my new escape. Nice. Uh, you know, not sketching on a notebook, but going out and spray painting on plastic in the yeah. middle of the woods like a serial killer. Yeah. 
But That's yeah, cool. it's cool. Do you remember now? Kind of going back, do you remember the yeah. first ever time that you painted or came up with anything? Was it just like you said in that notebook? <clears throat> yeah, yeah. I I think I still have it. <clears throat> I had those, you know, basic little doodles or characters I would draw in, in the margins of the papers, you know, on mm-hmm. the side of your math test or whatever. But yeah. I remember one specifically, it was just black ballpoint pen mm-hmm. where I, it was like a full page mm-hmm. and it, I started in the center and, and did a lot more sort of design work. Mm-hmm. And from there, when I finished that, people were like, they loved it. They thought it was so cool that I, I kept doing that. As far as paintings, like a first legit painting, I think the first legit painting I did was a, it was just a background for one of my illustrations. Um, it's a old, I think I did it in 2009 or something mm-hmm. like that, <clears throat> um, where uh, I took some of the that, those style of illustrations and cut them out and made little platforms out of them yeah. with balsa wood sticks and kind of fastened them to this canvas painting that I did and it made the the whole painting three dimensional. Yeah. So that's that's one of the first paintings I remember doing with a purpose. Mm-hmm. Besides, you know, just fucking around. Yeah, I understand. Um, what's something you wish you knew back then that you know now? Um, I know we kind of spoke about it. Yeah, something I wish I knew back then. I, I mean, I wish... It's something I'm trying to teach my daughter. Mm-hmm. I wish I focused more on learning how to draw anatomy. Because... Mm-hmm. That's something that is very hard to do yeah. at an older age because mm-hmm. you kind of sort of get into these habits of drawing and it's hard to unlearn them. Mm-hmm. So practicing hands and, and all that. I definitely wish I focused a little bit on, on drawing hands. Yeah. Um, yeah, I wish I knew that it was going to be such a consistent uh, struggle and a constant test of, you know, whether or not it's something you, like, is this what you want? Yeah. You know, have to constantly remind yourself, like, yeah, that I'm going to struggle for this because this is what I love to do. This is what makes me happy. I wish I, <laughs> you know, prepared myself a little bit more for yeah. that shit. Uh, what do your friends and families think of your art now, seeing it? Oh, I mean, my family is very, very supportive of it. Mm-hmm. Luckily, they yeah. love it. <laughs> my, I, I just did a road trip. I drove to Santa Monica from here, mm-hmm. um, which was fun. I did some pop-ups in different states. Yeah. Shout out to Boulder for getting pissed at me whatever (laughs) (laughs) um uh but they're yeah they're really supportive they love it a lot of my family members bought a bunch of pieces Mm -hmm. um yeah nice yeah it's so i sign a lot of things dlp Mm -hmm. for damon lapalm yeah those were also my initials that my grandfather 
use. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to represent that. And my uncle noticed it. And he was like, oh, your grandfather would be happy. You're, you're continuing the, using those initials. And I'm yeah. like, all right, cool. Yeah. Nice. One certain thing that I always ask guests um, that ever come on here uh, is, did you ever study for what you do now, like art? <laughs> uh, you know, I was one of those punk uh, stoner kids mm-hmm. who thought he knew better. Yeah. So... Gosh, I probably took design one and illustrating one yeah. three or four times each. And I just thought I knew better than the professor. Mm-hmm. And I'd just smoke a bunch of weed, which is, you know, it is what it is. Yeah. It was, I, I drew some dope stuff. Yeah. <laughs> but I would, I would always constantly push the boundaries of exactly what the professor was asking. Mm-hmm. And then finally, I'd just be like, ah, I don't need this shit. And just yeah. fucking leave and drop out. So, not really. Yeah. Unfortunately. Well, I think it's... I don't know how to explain it. Because I've met so many people that were like, I went to do... Like, I went to college. Mm-hmm. And then I hated it. Because everything that was there, I already knew. Yeah. I, I agree to a certain extent mm-hmm. that if you're passionate about something, you don't necessarily need to... Um, go to college I will say that taking classes is important because nobody knows everything yeah right and if I took a drawing class right now I wouldn't be able to cut it in like a drawing three class Mm -hmm. where people are doling out like full body sketches that look realistic like I just it wouldn't happen Mm -hmm. so Yes and no. You, you find your passion, but to to strive to learn new things, I think, is part of fucking living your life. Yeah. Okay. And, yeah, people think when they're a certain age, they're like, oh, I got to go to college. It's like, well, you'd be whatever age and go take a class. Yeah. Go to the Des Moines Arts Center. They, they do classes. Mm-hmm. Take, a, take a painting class. It's yeah. pretty dope. I agree. If it's with kids, it's even more dope. Yeah, I agree. What's been the most difficult art piece that you've created and why? Um, so two in particular <coughs> come up, excuse me. Um, one, just because of the scale of it. Mm-hmm. Of, of course, murals are difficult just because they're murals and they're mm-hmm. large and they're outdoors mm-hmm. and it's hot. Right. Um, Mm -hmm. But besides that, because I think that's a different type of difficulty, Mm -hmm. um, managing scale and and all that stuff um, on a more personal level. There is the one I mentioned earlier where it was several paintings at once. Yeah. um, Being layered on top of each other, because what started emerging from it was was me. It Mm -hmm. was a. A self-portrait I was making without realizing it Mm -hmm. where in the top left corner there was a woman that apparently which was just thrown paint Mm -hmm. right but it started emerging and I I physically wasn't painting a woman but a a woman is there now Mm -hmm. and female anatomy and and all of the struggles that I've had in that part of my life I mean, it was just fucking insane. There were several parts where I would step back from this painting and be like, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing yeah. at all. 
and I would just put it to the side and I'd go work on something else. And whenever I would finish that, that piece, I'd put this like ridiculous painting back on the easel and just smoke a bowl and go at it. Yeah. And yeah, that, that was not because it was technically difficult, but mm -hmm. it was emotionally draining for sure. Yeah. Whenever you do commission pieces, do you like to throw your own style in and kind of give like the person that wants the piece your like options rather than just full force just say, hey, okay, here's your painting. Yeah, I think I think the struggle as as an artist mm -hmm. is again finding that balance. Yeah, I remember doing it was for that that YMCA uh, mural and. Uh, there was a certain message that they wanted to get across and I remember doing um, one mock-up mm -hmm. um, and they didn't approve that and they said well we kind of want it to be this and they said something extremely obscure like mm -hmm. about creativity and I was like well what the fuck does that mean <laughs> you want a whole mural about creativity mm -hmm. I don't even know you're giving me nothing to 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 latch on to. Yeah. Um, so I gave them another mock-up and they turned that down too. And then finally they were like, you know, we want a hand, you know, maybe making paper cranes or something like that. I was like, well, why don't you fucking tell me that yeah. in the beginning? <laughs> so if if a client, if a commission piece wants something specific, then mm -hmm. like I have no problem doing that. I will definitely try and put my own style on it because what's the point of being an artist if you're not putting your own style on it yeah, like, that, I mean that's the whole point of it mm -hmm. you go to if you don't like the style then you go to someone else who has a style that you like that's totally fine yeah I completely agree with that because I feel like people need to find their own kind of mm -hmm. like way of, of doing art yeah I'm, yeah there's I'm, always there's always going to be someone who's better at what you're trying to do mm -hmm. than, than you are always there's yeah. going to be at least one person in the world who's better at it so you got to find your own way of doing it. Yeah. That's unique. I completely agree. Um, if you could paint something for someone or maybe collaborate with an artist, another artist, who would it be and why? If I could paint, oh, 100%. A dream collab mm -hmm. would be Murakami, Murakami. For sure. Yeah. And I wouldn't even care what it was. Just give us a whole building mm -hmm. and some paint and some shrooms yeah and we'll kick it and paint yeah. that thing <laughs> fucking blow it up yeah that would definitely be a dream collaboration nice yeah that guy is <laughs> yeah beyond epic oh yeah besides painting uh and you said you did some illustration as well is there any other hobbies that you have yeah uh, t probably way too many yeah um, I, I game a lot. Mm -hmm. um, I've been playing video games since I was old enough to do it. Mm -hmm. um, into anime. Uh, into nerdy shit like D&D. &D. I'm designing a kind of toned down kid version of D&D &D nice. for my kids mostly mm -hmm. and me to play together. And maybe someone will look at it and be like, oh, that's really cool. I don't know. But yeah, yeah just a lot of nerdy stuff, video games. Nice. Yeah. 
Where do you want to see yourself uh, in the next 10 years from now? Oh, shit. I know a lot of people are like, that's kind of, uh, that's a stretch right there because it's 10 years, but yeah. 10 years just flies by. Oh, you're telling me now. Yeah. My daughter's about to turn 10. So that's the thing is, mm-hmm. is uh, yeah, time time is slow and fast at the same time. Okay. You know, Einstein yeah. was really on point when he said time is relative. Yeah. Uh, 10 years, where do I want to see myself? You know, I, I like Des Moines a lot. Mm-hmm. I love Des Moines. And they've been super supportive here. Yeah. And, and everything like that. But as you get older and as my kids get older, yeah, I don't have family here. Mm-hmm. And that's something that's becoming more and more more important to me. Mm-hmm. You're in your late teens, early 20s. You are all about independence. You're mm-hmm. like, oh, I want to go out into the world and make something of myself, right? Mm-hmm. And then yeah. <clears throat> as you get older, you know, you start reflecting a little bit and you're like, oh, like, shit, like, I miss my dad. Mm-hmm. You know, he's all the way on the West. Like, my whole family is on the West Coast. My ex-wife and my two kids are here and that's mm-hmm. it. So... In the next 10 years, I would like to be back on the West Coast. Mm -hmm. And whether or not that's me traveling between the West Coast and here or back and forth, because I definitely don't want to pick up my shit and and bounce, Mm because I think Des Moines has a lot of really dope stuff happening. And like, that's what's so cool, is is it's in the process of happening. Mm -hmm. It's cooking. Right, I don't want to turn the fucking stove off. Yeah, because it's cooking. I, I I view it as a blank canvas. Almost. Yeah, exactly. It is, mm-hmm. and we have we all have the chance of def- of defining this city and what it fucking represents. Yeah, um, and that's not what LA is. Mm-hmm. LA has been defined over and over and over again for the past hundred years or yeah. whatever. So it's a little bit different, a little more intimidating, frankly, because mm-hmm. you go out and there's murals everywhere, oh, yeah. all over the place. You mm-hmm. can't walk more than 10 feet without seeing some epic you know, two-story mural done by some famous artist yeah. who now has a second home in Paris or mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah. So in 10 years, I'd like to be in between there. That'd be nice. great. Yeah. Uh, for every every single person that we have on, every single guest, artist, um, creator, we, I always ask, uh, what would be your last words? Maybe like a word of inspiration for everyone listening. Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah. You know, this whole 2020 was a shit show. Yeah. For, I think, most people. Mm-hmm. Um, and one thing I've learned through all of that And I think a lot of people are starting to to realize that is that in the end, we have ourselves Mm -hmm. and we all tend to put ourselves down. Mm -hmm. We all tend to second guess ourselves. Mm -hmm. And yeah, word of advice is is to cut yourself some slack sometimes. Pursue, Pursue what you want, pursue your passions. And if you do what you love, what you love, um, the money will eventually come. Yeah. You know, because that that uh, positivity and 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 all that it draws more positivity, in my opinion. Yeah. So that that would be my advice. <laughs> yeah. Do what you love. 
Of course. Uh, I think that's always a good thing because I feel like a lot of people now, they'll move more to the money and yeah. then they're just like cut off whatever makes them happy yeah. and kind of put that in the back. So I've, I, seen, I've seen a lot of people where that's like ruined, hasn't ruined their lives, but they, they live in regret. Yeah. You know, I know several people who are older now, they're, you mm. know, 70s and 80s who they were an artist or they mm. were a painter. And then, you know, during the 60s or 70s, they started getting into advertising and mm-hmm. then that sucked up everything. Yeah. And they haven't painted for the past 40 years. And they're like, you know what? Even though I have a house in Santa Monica on the beach, mm-hmm. I kind of wish I was still painting. Yeah. I got this... <laughs> I got this Tesla, but what the fuck does that yeah. get me, yeah. really? I agree. I think a lot of people don't realize that you can't you, you can't go back in time. There's no time machine yeah. to go back. So yeah. do what you do what you love for sure. Yeah. Well, I want to thank you, of course, for coming on here and yeah, you know telling your me. story. Uh, before we do end the podcast, where can people find you? Whether that's on on you know your social mm-hmm. media platforms. Yeah, so uh, you can find me on Instagram uh, at Damon Lapalm, mm-hmm. so D A M E N L A P A L M, and then I got a website, uh, just DamonLapalm.com. Nice. Yeah, hit me up. Check I'll it out. Your stuff down the okay, cool. For sure, <laughs> as well. Sweet. <laughs> yeah. So again, thank you for coming on the podcast. Thank you for sharing your story. Yeah, thank man. you for uh, you know taking the time out of your day uh, to come down here and uh, hope someone uh, got you know. An, inspired to create that would be awesome yeah (laughs) thanks man thank you appreciate it